This episode of Tub Talk is brought to you by Avast Business. With over 435 million active users of Avast products, if you haven't already taken a look at what Avast Business is offering, now might be the time. Visit tubblog.co.uk forward slash Avast for all the links to the details. Right now, though, let's jump into our featured interview. Well, hello there. Richard Tubb here, back with another interview, and I'm joined today by Adam Porteous. Now, Adam is the Google AdWords expert at Pronto Marketing. Now, Pronto Marketing is a company that longtime Tub Talk listeners may be familiar with. I've certainly had a conversation with Derek Brown, the founder of Pronto Marketing, uh, all the way back in Tub Talk episode eight. But Adam's here today to talk to us about Google AdWords and specifically how MS. SPs can use Google AdWords to grow their business and to thrive. So thanks for joining us today, Adam. Yeah, pleasure. Good to speak to you again, Richard. And yeah, I'll kind of kick off with, um, I think, as I was saying before, some MSPs may have had some exposure to AdWords, some may have tried or failed or had, you know, and downs, other ones that may be sort of scared to kind of dip their toe in the water. And what I'm going to try and go through today is so sort of best practices and help kind of people get some you know best learning best DIY tips in case when they're doing stuff themselves in terms of advertising and then secondly more so around how about the the importance of MSPs and the types of services you offer is that it's about recurring revenue so that even you can forget a bit of shock value in the first month or two of a campaign that you have to kind of think of the long-term picture yeah um, so, so if you so- want I can kind of yeah. Let's let's jump into all that. And forgive me for interrupting. I was going to say, let's. You work with MSPs all over the world. Just before we came on air, you were talking about working with MSPs in the UK, uh, the US. But for anybody who is not familiar with Google AdWords, and there are people out there, how would you describe the opportunity for MSPs with Google AdWords? I would say it's uh, your quickest route to market. So it's got the highest. <laughs> like short-term um you know opportunity so with seo if you've not got some sort of solid content solid rankings potentially good seo structure you may not be getting much organic traffic with adwords you, you can technically get to page one you know tomorrow depending how fast you can get a campaign together um so i think there's a lot of revenue opportunity there for businesses that potentially have never generated much business through their website and have always kind of relied on events offline marketing word of mouth you know referrals these types of activities um so i think it has potential for people that maybe aren't getting the most out of their website and seo is a too long-term strategy for them to kind of go down so Adam, one of the things I try to do on this podcast is put myself in the shoes of the listeners, MSPs, um, who are listening to this episode. And I can hear loud and clear, one of the first things they're going to be asking is, well, this sounds good, but how long should uh, uh, how long should it be before I actually see results? So how long should it be before you start to see results through Google AdWords? I think it all depends on um, a couple of things, the way the campaign will be structured, um, a little bit of luck, um, and then also what you kind of measure is as success. The advantage with AdWords is that you're going to be able to get traffic immediately. So keywords like IT support services, managed IT services, IT consulting, cybersecurity company, even location keywords like IT company near me, 
you can start getting traffic for them on page one, which if you didn't have a strong website, you know, haven't got any a strong SEO framework, domain ranking content, then you don't really have any options to kind of monetize your website. So if you're kind of been stuck primarily, you know, with offline activities, referrals, word of mouth, then AdWords is your quickest way to get success. I think in terms of time to take, you know, to become successful, I would say you it will take one to three months of learning the ropes and making some mistakes. And then three to six months is kind of where you should be honing in. If you've obviously got experience running AdWords campaigns before, then even if you've not done IT industry stuff, it, it will still be, you'll be able to lend those best practices and hopefully avoid getting unqualified traffic. But I would say three months is when you want to sort of start to see, you know, some good, some good leads coming through. And then more importantly, you could get the, the best lead of the campaign, you know, in the first two weeks and that could turn into recurring revenue. So there is a bit of luck involved as well. Yeah, that absolutely makes sense. So I guess the, the next question that I can hear people asking is, um, what's this going to cost? So what's the investment cost for a typical MSP? Let's say an MSP from your original hometown of Manchester in the UK, uh, they want to uh, pick up local business there. Uh, what would the investment cost for Google AdWords look for an MSP in that nature? It really depends on the cost per click. I mean, the best way I can make an indication rather than going into specific this location, you know, like, for example, I know London is a lot more expensive than AdWords in probably the Northwest or, you know, at least marginally more. Um, it's more so on what is the conversion rate. So typically in the MSP space, in the B2B IT on AdWords from research I've done, you see anywhere between like three and four, five percent um promos campaigns usually sit around between the four and five mark so imagine if a keyword cost <clears throat> if you had a conversion rate of four percent and a keyword was say let's say 20 pounds that means you have to get 25 clicks to turn in a lead you know into a conversion lead could technically cost like four or five hundred pounds which is quite significant so that's where you've got to have a really tied up sales process and also make sure your adwords campaign is continuously optimized to make sure you're getting the right types of leads and then converting them before they have a chance to shop around or, or go to another competitor yeah, that makes sense. So a couple of questions coming off the back of that then. So let's say that uh, you're listening to this podcast and you live in Manhattan or you live in London, you know, a very dense, big city, and there's going to be a ton of Google AdWords competition. Is it still worth doing Google AdWords for, for MSPs in those big cities? I think you've got to have some budget. You've got to be able to stomach the fact that you're going to spend some money. Um, I would probably go with hiring someone potentially in those, in those areas who has that expertise um, rather than just going in yourself kind of blindly because you could spend up a lot of money. Just, But then again, people are on page one doing Google Ads and they've been doing it consistently. So people will have spent time making it work, but then it's become a reliable stream of income for them. And you've got to focus on the sort of medium to long-term picture with anything that's, um, you know, recurring revenue service focused. Yeah, that makes sense. But yes, like, it is It is very expensive. It can be very expensive if you're in a big city. So I guess the flip side of that coin is if you live in a tiny regional town, um, will Google Ads still work for you there? It's all about checking the search volumes. So I've, I do lots of work with people on, on SEO and the organic side and you'll find that 
sometimes you, you think that there's a target location that might be worth targeting because no other MSP seems to be doing it from an organic perspective, but it's probably because there isn't any search volume there. So most of the time it's worth just consulting Google Keyword Planner and checking what the volume is in a target area, looking at the competition online yourself and seeing, you know, our businesses competing for ad space there um, and seeing what sort of results that come up. But I think anywhere, in, 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 so if it's serviceable and if the cost per lead it could be less in that area and you convert well because you're a, a local business, then I think it's it's all about trying things out and, and finding what works best for your business. Yeah, yeah. And so you've already talked about the fact I know that um, whilst uh, Google AdWords is something that MSPs can do themselves, it could, what I'm understanding very quickly is, it could very quickly turn into an expensive and fruitless effort, which is why Pronto offer uh, MSP uh, Google AdWords services uh, via uh, somebody like yourself. Um, what are the most common mistakes that you see MSPs making when they start to do Google AdWords? So I think it's not even potentially MSP relevant uh, or specific only to MSPs. I think it's the common AdWords mistakes that people can make. So, you know, I will I made it back when I was learning out with AdWords how anyone gets better at anything. But say you've got different keyword types. So you've got what's like exact match, which is where you've got the keyword with like um, the parentheses type brackets around it. And that's what basically says you will only appear your ad will only appear if someone searches this exact term. Then you've got what phrase match, which is a keyword where you have, say, like one or two words together, but they can be used in a phrase with other words in and around them. Um, so, for example, it's like women's hats is an exact match. By women's hats is a phrase match. Then you've got what's called a broad match modifier, which is where you sort of have an exact match term and then you have what's called like a, it's like a plus sign in the Google structure. And it allows you to add another keyword on top of that that might be relevant. So in you know, this case, like hats for women is an example. And then you've got broad match, which is basically like anything goes, like anything with this that matches this keyword in a sentence, whether it's six words, seven words, two words, make my ad appear. And you can easily run into lots of problems with potentially with broad match in particular and on particular and sometimes phrase match um, with getting unqualified, you know, traffic. So, you know, examples of different types of traffic that you would not want to get or, or, or want to get really, I guess. Yeah. Yeah. That makes sense. So we've already talked about cost a couple of times and obviously the answer is, well, it varies, but if you're not choosing the correct keywords or not getting the grouping uh, together, I guess your Google AdWords budget can really quickly uh, be, uh, be taken up by uh, people clicking through who are not qualified leads for you. So when an MSP comes to Pronto and says, I want help with my Google AdWords, how do you start the process with them as, of understanding what are the right keywords for them? So potentially looking at what keywords they're getting traffic for that are like unqualified or finding where unqualified leads, what was the root source, the root keyword they came through. Sometimes they'll just be, you know, people come through and there's no rhyme or reason why they got there. But other times it's just about weeding out the kind of, and then doing some best practices. So the one way to structure everything correctly is what they call ad groups. And ad groups are 
group sets of keywords that you place into a group and for which you then have adverts that display and take people to a specific landing page relevant to that ad group. And you group these with like collective terms. So in the IT industry, like managed IT services would have a number of different terms, VoIP, cloud services, maybe CRM solutions, IT support, and then everything within the advert um, from the search result to the actual landing page is going to kind of reinforce those keywords um, that have been present throughout that customer journey. So for example, like an IT support ad group won't just be IT support on its own because of other search terms that people look for, like maybe IT support company near me, IT support consulting, perhaps IT support outsourcing, IT support solutions, local IT support. There's variations that people use. And with the fact that there's such little search volume in the IT space online, and that you're sharing some of that traffic with the top you know, five to 10 organic results, it's really critical to have enough keywords in there that you can actually get some visibility and some traffic each month. Because uh, some keyword searches mainly have 10 a month. So that could be one or two that go to an AdWords, um, you know, advert potentially. Yeah. Is there any that uh, jump to mind as popular keywords that people use to find MSP clients? I think in the UK, you've got to throw in, say, ICT and obviously like standard IT. I'm not sure how relevant MSP is still in, in the UK, but it'd be worth searching I think managed services, managed IT services is still common. Uh, IT support is still common. IT consulting. Um, I think VCIO, enterprise IT solutions, are sort of emerging keywords that are more um, on trend with sort of what current services people offer. And then you've got like emerging things like cloud services, which can also have products or brands that sit within those search terms as well. Um, so I say cloud services, business phone systems, VoIP, managed IT services, IT consulting. I'd say they're the kind of the, the big primary keywords, and then cybersecurity as well. Yeah, got it. Uh, cybersecurity is a definite growth area for lots of MSPs. So we've talked about almost like the technical part of it now, the the keywords, the grouping, uh, the investment costs. What what I'm intrigued with at this point is so for anybody who's new to Google AdWords. Um, they've got the keywords down now, uh, people are starting to click through, but where are they clicking through to? What do you recommend people do? Do you recommend that people go, uh, uh, that the Google AdWords go directly to their home page or to a dedicated landing page? What advice would you give them? Um, so home pages, I've seen people run some home pages and they've had success with the campaigns. I Reasons why I, well, especially now, you're kind of advised against it is that a homepage is going to have a lot of content for different users and it's kind of about directing someone down like a conversion path. With AdWords, you've already got the idea of the conversion path because you know what the person's looked for and what, you know, what they're kind of specifically asking for. So a dedicated landing page, you need to ensure you have copy that pertains to what the keyword was. Um, which will help impact your quality score, which is the way Google determines how much you're going to pay for clicks, basically, and potentially conversions. And then the rest of the page isn't necessarily about plugging the page with keywords, but about having, you know, 
a good customer journey. So having clear calls to action, explaining about the business, what their unique selling points are, how long have they been in business? Maybe you're allowed to reference some local clients that have given you um, like the authority to do so. Embedding Google reviews or customer satisfaction uh, scores and tickets, awards and press releases, all these types of things will have impact on what the user believes because you only got a very limited space of time to kind of capture that, you know, users sort of like shopping um, attention, I guess, because people click around different AdWords, people shop on organic links. And really with an AdWords, you've just paid 20, 30, $40 or pounds to get someone to that page. You need to get everything on the page that will make them convert and have belief that you're the right provider for the services they need. Yeah, that makes sense. And some great advice over landing pages there. And I guess we could do a whole podcast episode, couldn't we, about the art of a, a good landing page and what goes uh, into that. But if I rewind just a little bit, so is there any um, uh, examples that you've seen of really good headlines or ad copies that, that have enabled people to uh, build up conversions? I think you've got to really trial um, what works for you. So the, the whole thing with AdWords is, is that, you know, don't let anything ever run stale. Always be kind of testing out what works best and then run and, and then keep optimizing. So the main things to get in the, in the, in the heading are going to be the primary keyword that the user is searching for and then maybe something about your brand or company, why you're, why you're the best in the business or yeah. something that kind of stands out. And then from then on, it's really about what's included within that. So if someone is looking for managed IT services, they probably want to know what you can offer within that package. So is it remote support? Is it 24-7 um, desktop support? Is it um, like VCO or, VCIO or IT consulting? Do you offer VoIP systems? Like what's within that package? Whereas something that's about cloud services might be focused on content that could be focused on um, Office 365 or Amazon Web Services or, you know, maybe some CRM solutions and you, you kind of going down a different path based on what the user's typed. That's the main, the main way to kind of determine what should go onto a page. Got it. That's good advice. Now, one of the things I did before our call, uh, Adam, I'm a part of an online community called the Tech Tribe, uh, which is uh, an MSP community. And there's lots of very successful MSPs using AdWords, and there's plenty of others who are just starting out there. So I asked in the Tech Tribe, I was like, I'm doing an interview with Adam. He's a Google Ad AdWords expert. What questions would you throw at him? And we had a lot of questions about retargeting. But before I jump into the specifics, for the uninitiated, what is retargeting? So retargeting is a form of advertising that Google allows you to do based on cookie tracking. So you'll have probably seen some time when you've shopped on Amazon once and you've like gone to buy something on like, um, Cyber Monday or whatever it is, and then you've left it in your basket and you've gone off somewhere else and you've gone onto Facebook and then you start to see this Amazon advert sort of stalking you around the page asking you to do something. Uh, and then eventually you'll end up clicking that advert and going back and completing the transaction and people utilize it not only in the b2c space but in the, the b2b space too um, it's a bit of a more different sort of um a tougher nut to crack i would say for the b2b market versus b2c but it can be very successful for trying to bring back organic visitors and potentially adwords traffic that may have cost you a lot initially to get there and bringing them to convert you know a second time round 
Yeah, that makes sense. And uh, I guess uh, one of the other questions that I've had coming through, which I thought was a great one, was uh, from an MSP saying, should I do an advertising ad first or a remarketing ad? What advice would you give to that MSP? Uh, so it really depends on your traffic. Retargeting, if you have a product or service that you can resell to existing customers, then sometimes retargeting isn't bad because you can actually resell a product to the same person that's already bought it from you. In the MSP space, if it's if it's a service-based inquiry and someone's looking for a consultation and the sales cycle could be one, two, three months, it's quite it's quite difficult to get to leverage retargeting that well. Where I would be kind of looking at it from a standpoint is any pages that get high organic traffic, which is new visitors who are coming through via like keywords such as IT support or managed services near me, and the same for AdWords, placing a retargeting pixel on those pages so that way you're only retargeting people that are engaged with specific services and using specific banners to push them back to that type of to that product or service that they initially um, inquired about. Got it, got it. So one of the other questions I had from a member of the Tech Tribe was around uh, negative keywords. Now, this is a new area uh, to me. So first of all, explain for me, Adam, I'm the uninitiated in this case, what is a negative keyword? So a negative keyword is just a kind of a, it's Google, I don't, I can't remember when Google introduced it to be honest, but I do remember it um, being something that I kind of quickly had to get to grips with because it allows you to cut out a large, a large amount of traffic depending on what type of keyword um, matches you're using, you know, exact phrase and so on and so forth. But basically what you're doing is you're creating a list of keywords which you want Google to not show your ad for if someone types in. Um, so this could be potentially say if you're looking to find, you look, you, you kind of really explored and, and, and squeezed the juice out of say like um, IT services um, as a keyword. And then you're trying to see what other keywords or searches you could appear for. So you're using say like a broad, broad match modifier or you're using a phrase match to see which type of keywords could also crop up with IT support. But then potentially something like cheap might pop up right. and for you you consider yourself as an enterprise IT company and that cheap is devaluing um, the service that you offer likewise someone could be looking for an IT support job so using something like job and jobs as negative keywords will ensure that your your page doesn't appear when someone's typing in IT support jobs because you know you can be one click away from IT support services which is someone looking for your IT support services and likewise someone clicking your ad trying to send you their CV and that could have cost you you know $40 or £40. Yes okay that makes absolute sense to me and we're a really positive uh, podcast here so I was uh, <laughs> concerned about asking about negative keywords but that makes absolute sense thank you for explaining that. So let's jump into no the, the figures uh, a little bit more as well so um, we've already talked about budget to, uh, to the degree that depends on where you are and, and, and what you're going for. Um, are there any specific things that you can do around budget? So I know you mentioned earlier about bidding um, on keywords. So talk, tell me a little bit more about that process. Yeah, so bidding is, is you know, Google AdWords. It's the same same platform or principalities as, as um, principles as Facebook in terms of it's an auction. So 
you know, Google is going to give top space to whoever wants to pay the most money, um, which in AdWords can make it very difficult because if you're in a very densely populated area where there might be some very big franchises or large, you know, um, companies that you can easily kind of get squeezed out of the market just based on competition being able to spend more money than you. Um, bidding strategies is you can use something like WordStream, which is a tool I recommend to help you optimize what you place on bids. Um, but it's really about just setting limits and taking time to see like how many, how much exposure, you know, if you're not getting any impressions, it means that your bids are too low because you're basically, you're not, you're not even on page one, maybe page two of the ads and therefore you're not getting any exposure. Remember that in the MSP space, the IT searches are really low. They can be between 10, 20, 30, 40, 50. So if you're not on page one, there's a high percentage of you just getting no traffic. Um, so it's really important to not overbid on certain keywords, but kind of make sure you're getting enough impressions that you're either on like the, the bottom the bottom of page one at, at the lowest, I would say. And then as you kind of move forward with your strategy in the long run, find out which services bring in you know the most the most revenue to you and then you can adjust your bids and strategy accordingly and bid more aggressively on terms that you know and have delivered quality leads or quality sales versus ones that perhaps sense you maybe get more leads and more volume but they don't convert as well so you have that as something that you consider secondary and you put less you place lower bids and put less emphasis on it got it yeah that makes sense and and of course when I speak to MSPs who are doing Google AdWords really, really well, they rave about this. They basically explain it as, you know, they put £100 into advertising and that £100 turns into £500. So why wouldn't they just keep pouring £100 into the machine and, and getting it out there? Um, but for, for anybody who's starting out with Google AdWords, what's the best way for them to track their spend versus conversion? What conversion tracking tools would you recommend people use? So Google will give you, um, you have like the actual like pixels that Google gives you to track things from your analytics data all the way through to, you know, conversions. There are things that you may want to set up with analytics, which, such as UTM parameters, where it tracks all the way from a click from an advert to a landing page to a conversion. And then you'll know exactly what that customer's journey was. And you can kind of start to get a pattern around campaigns that work well, how your audience behaves with your site, um, and obviously in the end, like what leads drive the, the best revenue, I guess. Uh, that all requires a little bit of technical know-how with how you set up analytics and some of those um, items. Then there's other things you can use, like um, Facebook pixels, LinkedIn pixels, which won't help track conversions, but maybe pick up data that you can add into your retargeting audience. Oh, okay. You can use products like Hotjar, which are which is a visual heat map where you can actually record screen records, um, uses interactions with your landing page. So you can kind of see maybe if you place the form on the right or below the fold, which one leads to more conversions. Did people struggle to navigate to find stuff? Did they bounce quickly? Um, and that's, you know, the kind of basic sort of conversion tools you've got. Got it, understood. Um, what would you say is the highest converting campaign you've seen an MSP use on Google Ads? 
I would. I think it's it's not really it's not really relevant to. It's all dependent on like competition where you are. There's so many factors that will influence what is successful um, and what works well for someone versus another person. I think the aim is to if you can get a conversion rate of five percent in the MSP space, that's pretty solid. Um, and then from there, you just want to make sure you find the best keywords and ad groups that work for you. And and from there, you should then become profitable once you start getting in recurring revenue from customers. But you've got to make sure your sales process is, is watertight because there's not many leads, there's not much volume. And these people are shopping around on ads. So what's to say they don't click you know, three other ads and reach out to three other people? And if they pick up the phone first, it could be the first opportunity. Yeah. Yeah, that makes sense. So, so this has been a uh, dare I say a deeply technical uh, podcast uh, interview that we've done here. We've gone into a ton of stuff. You're clearly an expert in this space, Adam. If you were me, what question would you ask yourself that I've not already asked you about Google AdWords? Um, I think we didn't really touch on um, location keywords, so okay. I'll give a quick overview. That I think lo- location keywords are quite useful. Um, so, for example, if you're in you know the Manchester region or Liverpool region, maybe just typing in IT support instead of just IT support, maybe someone might type in IT support Manchester, and then that could be an extra keyword, or IT support Trafford, or Salford, or Stratford. These are other opportunities you could have, maybe even you know North Manchester or Barry, where there may be only like 10 searches or 10 per month, but it could be extra traffic that could lead to one potential lead. Um, but one thing to do look out for with location keywords is that sometimes vendors will be out trying to pitch to businesses who they can sell their products to who will then sell to you know msp clients so watch out that sometimes location keywords can bring in vendor inquiries or like solicitation type traffic right yeah okay so mixed bag there so well this has been absolutely fascinating i will admit up front adam that uh, google adwords is something that i'm aware of but i've never actually got involved with uh, too much myself so you've absolutely delivered gold here uh, sort of sharing all of your expertise on google adwords um for anybody who wants to continue the conversation with you to reach out to you personally um how can they get in touch with you um you can email me at adamjp at prontomarketing.com and i'll also be sharing a slide deck which kind of has um a sort of crude overview of the stuff that we talked about before uh, it's not the a razzle dazzle presentation but it's got the core components about you know some best practice for adwords campaigns and you can feel free to share that with uh, any of your subscribers but yeah adamjp at prontomarketing.com and I'll be happy to ask any, answer any questions regarding uh, website and marketing services. Well, knowing the listeners of Tub Talk the way that I do, you may regret handing your email address out there on uh, on a public broadcast, but they're good guys, so yeah, expect to be inundated with requests there. I know that we're going to put up a page as well at tublog.co.uk forward slash Google AdWords uh, as well, so people can go to that uh, to find out more details. But Adam, it's been an absolute pleasure speaking to you. Thanks for taking time out of what I know is a really busy day for you to speak to me about Google AdWords today. Really appreciate it. Yeah, thank you for having me on today, Richard. Uh, I look forward to maybe joining you on the show again in the future if there's any other MSP-related marketing um, topics you want me to discuss. 
And uh, yeah, thank you for having me on and look forward to speaking to you again. Cheers, Adam. Really appreciate it. That's all for now. Thanks for joining us, folks. Hey folks, Richard here. Thanks for listening today. I know you've got a ton of options for who you listen to nowadays, so I really appreciate your support. Do you have any feedback on this episode? Ideas for future guests? Tweet me at Tublog using the hashtag TubTalk. I respond to every tweet and really appreciate your feedback. Richard here and I wanted to give a really big shout out and to say a huge thank you to our friends at Avast for bringing this episode to you. In the face of increasingly complex threats targeting small and medium businesses, yesterday's methods are no longer enough. Cybersecurity must be quicker, smarter and more reliable than ever before. Avast business provide a range of powerful, easy to deploy security products and management platforms designed for IT solution providers and managed service providers. Avast business offer a variety of cybersecurity products that are MSP friendly. You can choose from standalone antivirus products, managed antivirus products, cloud care for layered endpoint and network security services, backup and recovery, content filtering, email security, patch management, and a management console to easily deploy endpoint protection solutions to devices in your client networks. These solutions are all backed by the largest, most globally dispersed threat detection network in the world. If you've not checked out Avast's Secure Internet Gateway, then I'd recommend taking a look at the video demo that Avast's Paul Fenwick and I recorded. It delivers a full security stack as a service that protects users wherever they go. With 30 years as a leading cybersecurity company and over 435 million active users of Avast products, if you haven't already taken a look at what Avast business is offering, now might be the time. Visit tubblog.co.uk forward slash Avast for links to all the details. Hold up. 